welcome to a special edition of Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Bold, Director of Public Affairs. Today, our President, Blake Hurst, is going to speak with former U.S. Senator Jim Talent, who is the main spokesman for the group that is opposing the Amendment A to the Missouri Constitution that will be on the November ballot uh, here in a couple of weeks. It is commonly referred to as the Clean Missouri Initiative, and Senator Talent is going to tell Blake a little bit about why he believes this is not a good idea for Missourians. Well, we're uh, here today with uh, Jim Talent, an old friend of mine in Missouri Farm Bureau. Uh, he's leading a group that's opposing Amendment 1 on the ballot on November 6th. Uh, Jim, if you tell us a little bit about uh, your group and uh, what, what, what concerns you about Amendment 1. Yeah, it's Missourians First. It's a bipartisan group, and Amendment 1 is, the, is, is what its proponents call the Clean Missouri Amendment, but I call the, uh, the gerrymandering amendment because what it would do is it's a massive constitutional change to overhaul the way we draw state legislative maps, and believe it or not, require that they be gerrymandered to achieve a partisan purpose. So what we're going to see if this passes is a whole lot of spaghetti-like, snake-like districts. So you're going to have districts, you're going to have Northwest Missouri, where you're from, drawn into districts in mid-Missouri. And basically what they're saying is, okay, you look at the last three election cycles, president, governor, and senate, and let's say the Democrats get 55% of the vote in each one of those elections. So you have to draw the maps to try and produce a 55% uh, Democratic House and Senate, uh, which is uh, which nobody else in the country does. It's absolutely crazy, and it's unworkable, uh, and it's wrong. It penalizes Missourians who split their tickets, which is a whole lot of Missourians. So... You know, you know, I'm an old legislator. That's where I started. I, I love those days, and I and I don't I don't want to see the legislature unable to do its job because they're trying to represent communities that are split up into ten different districts. One of the things that uh, you know I have to kind of question. We, we only uh, uh, have a census every ten years. Uh, as I look back over ten year periods in my career of paying attention to politics people's uh, minds change pretty drastically over 10 oh. years. So even a district that's competitive today uh, may not be in 10 years. You know, absolutely. And another thing about this, Blake, is it then would vest the power to draw those maps in, entirely in the hands of one official, a new state demographer who would be appointed for five years by one uh, uh, statewide officer, the auditor. And they picked the auditor because this amendment's being sponsored by progressive groups in St. Louis and Kansas City, and the auditor happens to be the only statewide official who's a Democrat. I mean, if you were going to do this, you'd have you'd have the official who regulates elections pick the person, right? The Secretary of State. So, sure. yeah, it has a partisan motive to it, and I don't like that. But uh, the, the biggest problem is it will just screw up the legislative maps. I mean, I. You know, we've drawn, our group has drawn the kind of maps you'd have to draw. And, you know, we have state Senate districts stretching from North St. Louis County out to Boone County, you know, and it's, it's how do you represent a district like that, Blake? I know yeah. many of the districts today are big in, in areas that don't have as many people in them, but they're compact. That's what the current Constitution requires. You have to have the same number of people in each district. That's federal. That's the federal one man, one vote. And then they're supposed to be compact and contiguous, which is what it ought to be. 
And uh, nobody in the country does it this way. Everybody else, by the way, who's changing their redistricting system is moving it closer to ours because it's a pretty good system. Yeah, because we have a bipartisan, nonpartisan uh, system now. I mean, the same number of Democrats and Republicans on the on the group that does redistricting. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why change it? I mean, we, we we've taken as much as it is possible uh, to take uh, to take partisan politics out of this process. We've already done it. Yeah, we we have two stages now, and I went through it in 1990 when I was in the legislature. I can't remember whether you and I had met by then. You're probably not old enough, but uh, we did it in 1990. And the first stage is bipartisan. You have a 10-member commission, uh, which is controlled by the party chairs, and they have to agree by 70% vote to get a map. So it has to be bipartisan. If they can't, then you get a panel of seven appellate court judges who draw the maps, and appellate court judges all have political backgrounds, but they're about as nonpartisan as you can get for any officer serving under the Missouri Constitution. So it's a good system, and it's produced decent maps over the years. Nothing's perfect, but we don't need to replace it with something that's designed basically to game the system so that it, it treats voters as if the only thing they ever care about when they vote for the legislature is the party, which is just not right. You and I know so many instances of, of, of House or Senate members who hold districts where uh, where their party is basically in a minority because the people like them. Um, I don't know. Do you remember Tom, Tommy McDonald from Webster County? Tommy was a, the local doctor. He delivered half the people in the district, and he won in Webster County as a Democrat, which is in Webster County 60% Democrat. I used to kid Tommy that he could, he could win as a communist in, in Webster County because people <laughs> love him. That's true. Well, you know, you mentioned the difficulty in representing these districts, but the way we draw them now, we tend to get people who are, are live at least in the same area, have some of the yeah. same interests. How hard would it be as the legislature to to represent one of these districts? I, I just don't know how you do it. I mean, like take education issues. When we used to change the education funding formula or update it, of course, the, the first thing you were interested in is what happens to your district. Now, what if you're in the House and instead of representing one or two, you're representing 15 or 20 uh, it's really hard. And the same thing on you won't know the, what, what are the economic fundamentals of your district. It'll be hard to know where the district lines are. And by the way, and this is a dagger in the heart of uh, minority representation, which is why so many black leaders are coming out against it. Uh, yeah, Kiki I noticed Cur- that. The- yeah, yeah. Kiki Curls come out against it. Uh, Lacey Clay in St. Louis. I mean, they know what yes. this would mean for them. Yeah, that's true. They, uh, uh, NAACP also came out against it. So, so, so sort of an interesting combination of, of maybe rural people uh, having some questions about this, along with some of our friends in the city. So it's a, it's going to be a pretty bipartisan opposition. But there's a lot of ethics reforms in here. Some of them sound yeah. pretty good. How, what do you tell the people that ask questions about that? Well, I'm for those. Uh, I mean, I voted for things like that a dozen times during my career. Look, if they'd wanted to pass the ethics reform, they'd have proposed an amendment that just had the ethics reform. Seventy percent of this is redistricting. I was shocked when I read it because they advertise this as being about, you know, anti-lobbying and campaign finance. And most of it is is this massive constitutional change in redistricting. So they can get the other stuff anytime they want it. They just have to run an amendment that has that in it and, and only that. And it'll, it'll get whooped through. The people will prove that. Yeah, it almost. Uh, I've seen advertisements opposing it that uh, have drawings of a 
of a wolf in sheep's clothing, but really this is what we're dealing with. Yeah, it's uh, it is deceptive. Uh, they're you know they're they're passing it off as ethics reform, and it's mostly a big change in the in the Missouri Constitution about how we draw maps. I'm I'm really concerned we're going to be a, a just a laughing sack. I don't know how this thing is going to work. I'll, I don't want to get deep in the details, but I'll give you an example. So this state demographer is going to get appointed and going to serve for five years. And I presume they'll have a big office. How are they going to get the legislature is going to have to fund them. So think about the abuse that that's going to result. I mean, you're going to have these demographers walking into legislators office and saying, hey, I need all this extra money. And uh, by the way, you got to that's a nice district you got. Be a shame if anything happened to it, right? <laughs> and you and I have known some powerful state senators over the years who wouldn't mind telling the demographer, you want your computer system? What are you going to do with my district, right? And that's how this will work if, if, this, if this person gets appointed. And I don't know who'd supervise them or remove them for malfeasance. There's, there's, yeah, there's no procedure for it in it. No accountability at all. They just are going to be... Uh, for at least a few months, the most powerful person in the state of Missouri, and we have no idea who they are or how they'll be chosen. No other state concentrates the power to draw legislative maps in the hands of one official. And it's it's a recipe for abuse and corruption. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. And people, if this thing passes, one of the reasons I'm coming out against it is if it does pass and, you know, the disaster ensues, as I think it will, I want to be able to tell people, hey, you know, I warned you. <laughs> there you go but what one one group has to be happy that it's on the ballot and that would be uh lawyers who uh will uh, be in court in about 15 minutes after the election or at least that would be my my guess what about you well i think so i think uh, you know the african-americans are going to be very upset uh when they lose so many you know so many people that they've elected over the years and i also think uh, you know, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I think there's First Amendment problems here, too. I don't think you can specifically say that you're going to draw legislative maps to benefit two parties. I mean, I, well, there are other right. parties in Missouri. There are independent right. voters in Missouri. And they're going to try and figure out who a Republican and a Democrat is by how they vote in these statewide elections. Now, you telling me that everybody who voted for Donald Trump, who won by 19 points, considers themselves a Republican, you and I know that's not true. And I know Republicans who didn't vote for him. So, I mean, the, the, uh, as I said, I think this is, it's a crazy idea. I understand why they're doing it. They're frustrated. You know, Blake, the irony is when I was in the legislature in the 80s, it was the mirror image of today. The Republicans had dominated everything statewide. I mean, the governor, presidential elections, Senate elections. And there I was sitting, the Republican leader with 38 percent of the vote in the House. So I know why they're frustrated, but they got to go out and win elections. That's what. Yeah, it's like a baseball team that says, well, we've lost uh, 100 games six seasons in a row. Let's uh, let's change the rules of baseball. Let's shorten those uh, base paths down five feet so our team will have a better chance. We got some fast guys. Because we're slow, so we're going to go and game the system and change the rules. And this is what happens when people on the outside who have more money than they know what to do with decide that they're going to accomplish something politically by going into states and and screwing up the way they've been operating for, you know, 70 years. So I, uh, you know, I, uh, I get, um, I cathart when I talk about this, Blake. I, uh, I've been. <laughs> I, I can uh, tell you are, you're, you're passionate. Well, as you know, the,
the uh, Farm Bureau Board of Directors uh, in our board meeting last month uh, voted to oppose this yeah. uh, unanimously. We'll be doing what we can. We appreciate uh, what you're doing. And I guess we'll just end by letting you kind of, uh, uh, in a couple sentences, just sort of, again, explain why this is such a yeah. bad deal for Missouri. Yeah. yeah, it's a massive change in the Constitution that's going to completely re uh, 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 change the way that we draw legislative maps under the guise of, uh, of ethics reform. And I would just encourage voters, take the time to read this thing. And you got to read it like 10 times to try and understand what they're doing with the thing. But I, I just tell them, this, this is not a change that we need in Missouri. So, I mean, look, I expect the Democrats to pick up seats anyway, because I think it's going to be a better cycle for them. So, I mean, I, the normal process will produce the result the voters want. They get to pick who they want in the legislature. We should not game the process to force a result on them. Appreciate your time, and we certainly hope that uh, you and your group are successful. Thank you very much. Thank you, Blake. Thanks for listening. As usual, we hope that you learn something about what this proposal is really all about. It's something that is takes a little bit of understanding to figure out why the ethics reforms that they propose or that they talk about in the ads maybe aren't really the full story on Amendment 1. So pre, please uh, look over your ballot. Let us know if you have any questions on that. We would love to help you out with any information you would like to know more about Amendment 1 or the other initiatives that Missouri Farm Bureau is supporting in the November election. Thanks for listening.